0: What's up, dirtbags? Welcome back to episode 127 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. If you have forgotten after the two-week hiatus, I'm Scott Sturman and I'm joined by Matt Deitch. Matt, what's going
1: on? It's good to see you. God dang it, you, you did old, not get any prettier. You old woodsman, you? Yeah. Yeah, just a old modern day. And you still haven't showered yet since you got back. I can tell. I didn't brush my teeth the whole time I was in there. <laughs> Well, felt like I had a, felt, felt like I had a couple
0: of caterpillars under my gum,
1: <laughs> chewing on cactus. And...
0: Yeah, it wasn't. It was. Uh... Well, you guys were doing guy
1: stuff. That's right. You're crapping right. out in the woods. You,
0: <laughs> we were crapping out in the woods. That I'll tell you what. Uh, every every night when we'd get done with summer or uh, summer, every night when we'd get done with supper, that's that's when I went because I knew damn well, like I am not going back. <laughs> to that latrine they they the yep. u.s u.s forest yep. service or whatever has latrines dug and uh i knew dang well like i i'm not going back there in the dark so <laughs> you'd gear up with Thermocell and freaking 100 percent DEET and spray that you could feel your skin melting off and get so much bug spray on there and and uh go back and take care of business and uh no it was it was a heck
1: of a lot of fun and uh yeah for for the listeners that don't know what's going on what's going on
0: Tell tell them where you've been. Well, uh, yeah. If, if if you're not a regular listener, um, normally we come out with these shows once a week, every Monday. But uh, it's actually been nearly two weeks. I was uh, for a week. I was up um, northern Minnesota, the Boundary Waters, uh, on a canoe trip uh, with uh, with some friends, and uh, we went uh, north of Grand Marais on the Gunflint Trail uh, up to Voyagers Canoe and Outfitters on. Saganaga, Saganaga, Sagag- <laughs> Sag Saganaga, Saganaga. Oh there we go. Lake Saganaga. Uh, we took that. Um, I don't know. a Couple portages, American Point. Uh, I don't know what all the other portages were, but uh, Monument Portage, uh, down to the Otter Track Lake, uh, right on the border with Canada, and that's uh, that's where we stayed. That's where we did a majority of our fishing, and uh, yeah, it was. It was incredible. It was, it was incredible.
1: How many portages did you guys have to go through? Um, well,
0: technically, uh, so we paid for a tow to to bring us through the Sa- Saginaw Narrows uh, out to American Point. And then on American Point, we technically did a small portage. Uh, it was probably uh, not much more than 20 yards. Um, and I'm not really sure why we did it that way and why we'd didn't just drive the boat around i'm not sure what the rules are there but that's what we did and uh um from there we we paddled the ways we got to this um a small portage and they they measure portages by rods yep and i'm pretty sure a rod is like anywhere from 13 to 16 feet do you know for sure what uh, a rod is
1: i don't i'm not right off the top of my head you know how i am with math so it's something like that
0: but it's something like that so like this was like a two and a half rod portage i mean like literally you didn't even pull your stuff out of your canoe. Like you, just you, grabbed you on got him. out, you pulled it up to the top side and, and you you started going again. And then we got to this monument point portage and, and uh you know, obviously I haven't probably been on big, huge portages, but this thing was big enough and I mean it's uh it's got some serious incline to it. Um I don't know. Ramrod did good. He he threw that dang canoe up on his shoulders and he, he ran. I mean, he was, he was a stud, but, and, uh, yeah, I, I grabbed a bunch of bags, grabbed some rods, you know, whatever. And we, you know, we took a few trips. Everybody took a say, couple trips back and forth, to, yeah. probably two or three trips. Um, you know, the guys who carried the canoes probably only did two. The guys that were carrying the bags did an extra one, uh, you know, to kind of make it fair or whatever, but Ramrod always carried the canoe. He always did good. Uh, that was one thing paddling. He was not so good. <laughs> Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, if I was to rate Ramrod's paddling, it'd be a negative 7. <laughs> like, worthless. Like, the worst I've ever seen. He, like, literally would recline his chair and just, like, kind of drop his paddle and just to, like, kind of... I mean, he wasn't actually putting any force into it. It was just, like,
1: just getting the it fact wet.
0: that I was... <laughs> paddling and oh my he's god he's just
1: just sticking the tip in he
0: that's <laughs> what he was doing yep just a little tipper He oh man i i said more swear words to ramrod in the last seven days than i have <laughs> god i was so mad at him all the time
1: hmm. oh man but at the end it of, was good it the was good the day, you guys had to sleep together though.
0: we truly did enjoy each other we i mean we had fun just golly like i mean we we battled some weather we had some weather we had some thunderstorms we had you know some high wind uh situations whatever and you know it
1: It had to be it had to be a little different for you out there like in a thunderstorm like that where like if you're normally camping you can be like well if it's getting this bad out you know your vehicle's close enough or if it's really that bad you can be like you know what we're just gonna go get a hotel room for tonight or something like that but i mean you're out there
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you have a heart attack. You're toast. It's, right.
1: That's it. Yeah. You know,
0: talk, talk to you later. Cause I mean, yeah, it it is, you know, I, you're, you're way out there. No one really knows where you're at because you don't designate a camping spot. Nope. I mean, you, you just pull get up there and you see. hope like hell that, yep. there, you know, that there's an open one, whatever. But, um, no, we, uh, Oh yeah. I don't even know where out. I... Oh, the first night, you know, we get out there and, uh, you know everything's going good everything's going good we got camp set up and you know all of a sudden it's like holly you know kind of looks like a storm could be building And sure enough storm's building real build like i mean we are talking bob the builder like <laughs> big time and and pretty soon it starts raining and I bet you it proceeded to rain for the next eight hours so hard you couldn't tell if the rain was coming from up or if it was coming off the ground. Like, I mean, it was serious, serious, serious rain. I think, I mean, Mock and Toon and all them guys, they said it was the worst rain that they had ever seen. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, out there on the boundary waters. And boy, am I glad I got to be a part of that. <laughs> Inside the tent is There's wet. I'm freaking my, my ding sleeping bag is wet and I can't fall asleep and I'm sitting there in the middle of the night first night out there and I'm like this is not for me I hate the boundary waters this place sucks I want to go home I'm gonna pay somebody 500 bucks in the morning to bring me back to bring me back to wherever the hell we came from and I'm out of here like I am done I mean I'm I'm mad Uh, this place sucks and then all of a sudden I wake up and it's a nice bluebird day, and they got coffee on the fire. So I'm like, all right, you know, I, I, I can do this, I can do this. And I don't know, you know, I I, I slept in and, you know, got the batteries recharged overnight, and yeah, I don't know that's from, what it takes. I, I really, you know, and I, I kind of, I expressed my feelings to everybody, and they said, you know, well, you know, how are you on sleep? Well, the night before, you know, that night, we had, zach Cox had showed up from Mullen, Nebraska at my house at like nine nine thirty and then we proceeded to drive up to New Prague to Scott's right. place. Hell we didn't get up there till one one thirty in the morning and then we turned around and woke up at like five thirty in the morning. so I mean i was I was not running on a ton of sleep, and oh, I, right. I think that may have been the issue, but I don't know, wasn't good, wasn't good at all, but uh no we we proceeded to do well. we fished well uh uh surprisingly enough the fish that we caught the least amount of northern
1: pike yeah it is weird that i mean you catch them up there but i mean sometimes it seems like you can get away from them up there too
0: yeah smallmouth bass uh was the most pop i mean we caught a ton
1: of smallmouth
0: bass next would have been the walleye then then the lakers and and uh then uh then the northern pike and uh, our boat got a slam. Ramsey was able to capitalize on two Lakers. I had one shake shakeoff. Um, I did catch two pike. Ramsey never did catch any pike. Uh, we both caught plenty of walleyes. Ramsey's biggest, uh, 23 and a half. My biggest was probably in the 22 range. And we both caught some nice smallmouth bass that, you know, would have been in the 20 range. And, I mean, it, it was fun. Pre-spawn. Pre-spawn. Oh, yeah,
1: out there, yeah. I yep. couldn't believe that yet. Yeah. Um, what were you guys' primary like techniques that you guys were using?
0: So when I got up there, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna run a drop shot, you know, to start off. Just you know, I, I figured I feel comfortable with that, so I did that, and uh, we caught fish like that. Um, it was what it was, but um the lakes that we were on got deep fast. I mean, they're you know, as far as twenty feet and under was there wasn't, wasn't a ton of, of it. it. You know, it got to thirty in a hurry, so. Uh, um we we did try to focus on you know the points and whatnot where we could but there was a lot of rocks too you know i mean big boulders and uh i i caught them on the drop shot but uh pretty soon we actually switched over to uh leeches on slip bobbers and that it ended up being yeah. easily the most effective way to fish up there and and it's a hell of a lot of fun i mean we'd oh, all, yeah we'd anchor you know there was one night where all four of, all four canoes anchored you know within 20 yards of each other and I mean, it was getting pretty deep in the canoes. There was a lot of, <laughs> lot of crap talking. Uh, some dudes from Ohio, I think it was Ohio, came by, and and uh, everyone was agging me on to start talking to him. And <laughs> wouldn't you know it, they they catch a fish. And so then he this old old timer yells back at us, "What are you guys fishing for?" And we were like, "Well, you know, walleye." Or well, if it's walleye, that's what I just got. <laughs> and, and pretty soon he goes paddling off, and and you know everyone's like, is you know was was he just rubbing it in? You know, was he just you know kind of big timing us? He kind of was. I, I, I feel I, like he was. I kind of feel like he was too, but he doesn't realize that uh, you don't big time a big timer. That's right. I, I invented that game, old son. <laughs> no, no, it was god dang it, it, it was fun. We ate good uh you know i mean besides that one night of rain we did have some more rain the one time uh but uh, you know it, it was comfortable it, it came through in the middle of the day we got got underneath some of the screen tents we had the clam right, quick yeah. set screen tents that really really did well and uh no really truly it, it was it was a good time
1: um were the mosquitoes a whole nother level you've never experienced up there or
0: you know i would say that we had a decent enough breeze most of the time that it really wasn't an issue but if if you got into the trees very far where the breeze couldn't be effective or you know later in the night if you weren't around uh the fire uh, yeah it it was bad it was bad i'd you know i'd flip a hood up you know i I was wearing a blackfish you know sun hoodie and i'd flip the hood up and i'd tuck my hands inside (laughs) the hoodie and you know I'll tell you. I'll tell you what ended up being my most, uh, my favorite thing up there. When we were in Duluth on the way up, we stopped in at Duluth Trading Company. Oh yeah. And I bought some Duluth Trading Company hike yeah, uh, quick dry pants. Pretty nice. Oh my God, oh, unbelievable! I like. I'm gonna buy some more. They are so nice. I just. I mean, they're kind of stretchy. They uh you know they they dried fast they i mean they were a game
1: changer were they like zip off
0: they these ones not d- were off? not uh Mockintoon told us to get them and and i was thinking that i was going to but they didn't have them at duluth and so i didn't end up getting them but i mean i'm telling you guys if look up the duluth trading company hike yeah uh quick dry pants and i i'm Right now they're twenty five percent off of sixty sixty four ninety nine or sixty nine ninety nine, and I'm telling you they're worth every penny. That? I'm 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 not even exaggerating that they are. That's a that's a good solid pant. Did
1: You guys run like as you know you're talking about weather and stuff. Any like heat? Any did it get it hot? It, or? it did.
0: It did. It got hot. You know the interesting part was you know we would go up. We went up on uh, Lake Superior all the way to Grand Marais. And uh, then we started going up the Gunflint Trail. Hell, it'd go up 15, 20 degrees. You know, I mean, really? it, it was such a cool oh, from the yeah. cool water coming off Lake Superior. Yep. And uh, when we took off on Sunday, um, I think it was like 72 degrees uh, up there, you know, way up at the end of the Gunflint Trail. And we took our time coming down. By the time we got down uh, and started going through the towns along Lake Superior, fifty-eight degrees. It was <laughs> like crazy. holy moly. Yep. So, and and little storms come popping off fast, and uh, yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Actually, the last day uh, we had to settle up for the tow, and uh, one of the parties in our in our party um, actually rented a canoe from uh, Voyagers Canoe Outfitters there uh, at the end of the Gunflin Trail. And uh, as we were getting out, like when we got to American Point, there was a thunderstorm coming. The winds were starting to come up, and you could see that thing coming in. And when we got there to settle up on our tabs, uh, they got a SOS call, and they were sending boats out. And I think they were even possibly sending out a helicopter from where we had just come from. Oh, Oh, wow. Yep. So I don't know what happened, if it was uh, weather-related or, you know, if somebody had a heart attack or slipped and fell or whatever. but. Uh, I mean, it's, I, I, I would not try to deter anyone from doing it. I think it's something that everyone should experience, but, uh, um, it's, uh, y- you don't just say, yeah, you know what I think, you know, it's, I mean, it's I, I, a... I could do that because I was with very experienced right. people. I mean, I had four guys in my crew, five guys in my crew that were, I mean, they were experienced on the water, uh. You know, I mean, they knew how to canoe, they had been there before, you know, they understood how to portage, they understood what you needed, what you didn't need. But, uh, you know, if, if you're just thinking that six six old boys are going to go up there for a bachelor party and bring in a bunch of beers and, and do it, yeah, it's it not happening. Th- this ain't the trip, man, no. I'm telling you that for free.
1: It's definitely not, I mean, it's not like your normal tent camping back, backyard, like I said, I mean... You got to be prepared, and you got to be prepared for everything. Yep. Because yep. like you, you just said it right there. You guys kind of experienced a little bit of everything out yep. there. So
0: when I asked Zach Cox, I said out of ten, what do you give it? And I think Zach gave it a nine point five. He said the only thing that would have gave it a ten was a lake trout. Um, I asked Ramrod, and I think Ramrod was at a nine, and uh, he said he thought he he could have jumped up to a ten. Uh, with just a smidge better fishing and a northern pike that he needed to complete his slam um and i told them i was at an 8.4 um and had it not rained that night i think i would have been up over a nine right i just that i don't know i i'll be honest here i'll be honest right here on the air like i uh I don't know if I'm mentally and physically tough enough to do that. You know,
1: it takes a special person to be like to love to do that and do it multiple times and just, you know,
0: I mean, I I will say, you know, if I went back out two weeks from now, you know, maybe I would be a little bit, you know, uh, more, you know, the more you experience it. Right. You know, like like dusty talked. you know, you got to embrace the suck, you right. know, you know, yeah. you got to know like, Hey, it's going to get better. It ain't going to stay like this forever. But my first night ever actually being out there. <laughs> and I mean, we just got a freaking cracker of a thunderstorm and it's just like, Oh my God. And then, then they're all talking about how, you know, you got to tell your wife, you know, that, you know, to to not get worried if you don't come out the first day because sometimes you know weather related, you know, you know hard blowing or a bad thunderstorm, you don't get out that day. Well, I had not told Kayla that. <laughs> I mean, and and I, you know, I told right. her like I'm going to be home on, on Sunday, Sunday night. Right. Had I not called Kayla, uh, you know, when when I got out, I mean, ha- had Sunday night at ten o'clock come and I still hadn't got right. a hold of Kayla, like shit would have hit the fan for like, sure. I mean, they would have been calling for an oh, yeah. SOS or yeah. something like, I don't know what, you know, I guess, you know, and, and what do you do? What, like do you do? what do right. you do? Know, right. Yeah. I guess you make a poster with my face on it and you say, you know, <laughs> if, if you see this dude, tell him to come home or
1: something, but um, we've come looking for you. I appreciate it. We, get all, we that. get all the dirt bags up there. Look
0: for, look, look for the ugliest sucker out there in the boundary waters. People and,
1: be thinking they will, we'll find you. I mean, it'd be like looking for Bigfoot so that's exactly what it would be like
0: <laughs> find me by the food
1: well, speaking of food did you get what was your favorite thing that you guys we had ate up there? good
0: we ate good you know the weird part is every morning we would wake up and uh um you know we had eggs uh you know a couple of the mornings but sometimes we would just have uh you know some pastries and whatnot um uh every day for lunch we it was more beef jerky uh granola bars you know real light lunch not yep. much to it But in the evenings, uh, you know, we would fry up the fish. We would, we had steaks the one night, um, mashed potatoes, rice. uh, You know, I mean, it was, it was living. I mean, we ate good. Uh, We had strawberries the one night. I mean, we, we chopped up lemons to go over the fried fish. And I mean, we, I mean, we had piles of fish. We, we really did. And, uh, you know, I, I was a little bit worried because, I mean, as you all know, I am an eater, <laughs> but uh, we really, I mean, I never once thought, golly, am I hungry? Like, it was weird. I mean, I was eating two granola bars and, a you know, three pieces of beef jerky for lunch. If I don't have a burger and cheese balls, you know, back here yeah. for lunch, like, I'd die. <laughs> I would. And, and up there, like, for some reason, the granola bars just going to, have... you ever had a Cliff bar?
1: Oh, yeah. Holy yeah. moly. Like. That those are good. Yeah, yeah, those are dang, those are dang good. Which which one was your favorite? I only had one kind. Oh, okay. I think it was
0: like peanut butter and peanuts or something oh, right. like yeah, that.
1: Peanut butter, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, like real yeah. good. Yeah. Like if you like if you like like white chocolate and macadamia nuts, the white chocolate macadamia nut one. That's is, good that's too. Pretty, yeah. No, th- those are nice things too because the Cliff bars, it doesn't take much room up to pack it away. But I mean, they're a pretty dense bar too, right. so that I mean, right. and they provide you with that energy and everything like that. And yep things like that it is and maybe it's just for the fact that you were up there you know you were experiencing what you were experiencing so you you know you weren't thinking about it the food as much i mean yep. you were fishing you were doing all that stuff and i mean i guess and you had the the evening meal to look forward to all the time too
0: yep no it was uh it was good it, it really was uh
1: how much did you look forward to having something cold to drink when you got out of there
0: uh quite a bit quite a <laughs> bit it you know I didn't drink anything aside from, uh, you know, filtered lake water the whole entire right. time. Uh, you know, a couple of the guys brought up, you know, a, a small flask of whiskey and they, you know, they would, you know, take a couple pulls at night around the campfire. Uh, there was some Kool-Aid that a couple guys uh, threw in their canteens and whatnot. Um, I think that was mostly it as far I mean, no one ever got drunk. No one ever, you know, I mean, it was just... Just a little bit here and there, you know, pass it around, whatever. But, uh, um, you know, I obviously with me not drinking, I drank nothing besides water. And, and uh, I had a Mountain Dew waiting <laughs> back. Cabin. Uh, Mockentoon's in-laws own an incredible cabin up there uh, on the Saginaw uh, Narrows. And when I say incredible, I mean this place is incredible. Like, a view from their front porch... That uh I mean, I don't know it. Top top five views I've ever had. You know, as the sun right. came down, I mean, the water was like glass, and you know that ne- that next night, you know, here we are in a rainstorm, and my sleeping bag's getting wet, and I'm like, we freaking left that damn cabin <laughs> yeah, back there. That. Like, what the frick <laughs> what? is going on Why here? Didn't like, we stay I'm there. sitting here sleeping on the dang ground in a freaking <laughs> tent, and we got a freaking cabin back there. Like, but no, it i mean I, I i don't i don't regret a thing i i hope someday to do it again um you know i don't know that i'm an every day, every year guy but um i i hope to do it again uh how I many mean, it, how many really nights were you incredible. guys out there uh wednesday thursday friday saturday
1: four nights four nights you four think nights. you think four nights is about the limit or do you I, think three I nights would be you'd be all right with three nights
0: i i would i i liked the four nights um i mean i would have been all right with three nights too two nights is is not enough no,
1: no two
0: nights is not enough three nights is is doable um i think four nights might actually be the sweet spot um but i gotta admit you know the last day i was ready to get out of there you know right. i, I yeah, really you was. usually are. i mean i i you know after that first night i i really i mean i had found my groove you know we were having fun you know uh whatever a bunch of
1: bunch of you you had a bunch of people that really didn't know each other either so you kind of had to feel each other out and get to know each other and yep um
0: no but we we all uh you know it we we all got along great uh you know a lot of freaking bs and me and
1: ramrod uh you know we we went at it like like i don't know this was probably, was this Mock and and Zach's first time meeting Ramrod or? Correct. Correct. All right. Yep. yep. So. And,
0: and I mean, it took about five minutes and they're like, yep, <laughs> drip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, guys, I've been telling you. So, <laughs> we don't lie on here. We nope, don't lie. No, nope. uh Zach, Zach got uh, old Ramrod with a couple pretty good zingers. You know, Zach, of course, you know, he, you know, Zach's talker, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, when, when the. When the crap got to flying, Zach stayed pretty quiet. And every night, you know, when we're sitting around the fire, Zach had one zinger that, you know, just kind of mic-dropped it. And uh, it it was fun. It was fun. It was a lot of fun.
1: Well, good. I'm glad that you guys had a good time. It it is something that everybody needs to experience. You know, people have asked me before if I want to go back. You know, I did it when I was going to be a freshman in high school. So I really think that at some point – it would be fun to go back just yep. to kind of experience it a little bit and you know i guess overcome some of the obstacles we had when we were doing it so yep yeah it is a whole different beast until you get up there i mean it, it is quite something
0: yep it's uh it's it's not uh you know it's it's i, I don't know
1: kudos to those people that love to do it and live
0: We to met do a it. guy we met a guy that uh he was going from international falls to lake superior wow he was on day thirteen, oh. and and he said he said I thought he th- thought he had seven more days. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a canoer. I you know I, I'll say that I'm not a canoer. Canoeing is for people that haven't found out that we've actually uh, we've invented motorboats. That's
1: right. We we got trolling motors that can we've got go got on trolling,
0: a canoe. We've got trolling motors. Huh. Uh, you know regular gas motors and i'm i am not one i mean it's a good thing that this place is i mean we had loons swimming up to our boat Yeah. like i mean we i mean five feet away and i mean we could look at them right in their eyes and they were sounding off i mean it was incredible tons of bald eagles i got it i'm gonna play this quick uh you you want to know something we did not see one bald eagle really how crazy is that
1: that is crazy any bear
0: a uh, bear i no we did not ever see a bear um mockington and his partner john did see a uh, moose calf oh cool
1: you hear any wolves oh there there's the loons
0: i mean they were oh. close
1: that's such a cool sound oh man especially up there in the trees and just yeah
0: Uh, it it was neat it was definitely neat so
1: didn't hear any wolves though huh nope nope thank god because i tell (laughs) you what i would
0: i I wouldn't i was already in a very very vulnerable mental state and (laughs) and had there been wolves or a bear sighting close uh that that might have been the cake taker piss on it i'm out of here
1: i saw ass cheeks and elbows of scott huh? that's right <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i, I would uh where are you going home i'm walking
1: home i'm paddling the whole way <laughs> <I wanna do. laughs> i'm paddling yep <laughs> we got my truck yep. <laughs> you guys figure out a way home yep talk to you later rammy <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no i'm glad you guys had a good time
0: yep uh so you know i was obviously uh out of cell phone um i was out of cell phone um uh, Rain. reach for yeah. you know 6 6 days basically 5 days whatever um but a lot happened uh, a lot happened in the we fishing did. world uh, you know while I was
1: gone uh hummingbird released their mega live we finally did and, and I, uh, <laughs> we waited this long for that i mean i mean if you're going to build it up like that i mean it's got to be like it's, it should have been something that blown everybody's mind and made Garmin and Lorance and all them be like, oh crap, we need, we need to up our game. But I think that Garmin and Lorance are kind of laughing at them. You know,
0: obviously, uh, not too many people have had one in front of them yet. Uh, you know, I, I watched a little video on Humminbird's website with Brandon Polinick talking about how it was just the best thing in the world. Well, he gets paid to say that. And, and so whatever, but I, I watched the video, and the videos that I've seen of Lowrance's, the videos that I've seen of Garmin's, I mean, they have some images that are, like, good Crazy. images. Right. I mean, like, you can tell that that's a muskie, you know what I mean?
1: Right. You're, you're thinking, no way in heck that it's that clear. But, right, right, right.
0: And so, obviously, on a commercial, you're showing the best images that you've ever got through testing you know, while filming for this commercial. Exactly. You're showing the best stuff. So, what I see on Humminbird, if that's their best stuff.
1: That ain't that great.
0: The price better be pretty low. Right. The price better be pretty low. And maybe it will be. Maybe, maybe it will maybe be. Maybe
1: they're making an affordable one. I was going to say. Maybe if, they'll go that route where they make it a little bit more affordable than the other ones. So then people are like, you know, it's not, you know. I'm it, all right with not right. seeing spectacular imaging. Right, you but know. as long as I have the live imaging and stuff like that. So that's a good point. Why not? You probably end up selling, I mean. Why not? I think I'd them? buy one. Right. I'd
0: buy one if it was, you know, if it was eight hundred dollars less than.
1: When if you look at it, like all the G, I think the generation four helixes and stuff like that are compatible with their, with that stuff. So all and you need is a transducer. So all you need can... is a transducer, and you're nice, have, nice. I, I think like the, I don't know if the sevens are, but like, I think like the eights and the nines and the tens and the twelves. What do you got? Me, I have like an old eight like 889 or something like that but i'm hoping to upgrade to a helix 10 here pretty soon so but i mean so i think that it's compatible with that so then a lot of people all they got to do is go out and buy the transducer
0: which if if it's not an arm and a leg i mean that is a a good affordable way to get into some forward-facing sonar and uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna hope that that's what you know maybe possibly the route that that you know I don't know. Like I, I feel Garmin kind of has the market. They uh, do.
1: They really do have that aspect of it cornered. It seems like a lot of people, if they're going to go with that type of live imaging, they're going to go with the Garmin one.
0: Now, Matt, if you are Garmin and Lawrence has now showed their hand, Humminbird has now showed their hand, and you still kind of feel like you have the superior product, do you jump yourself or do you just i don't think do you you wait until somebody i mean you know like literally if lawrence comes out next you know even this july this july at icast right you know next month and all of a sudden they come out with active target 1000 yeah The next day, because I I think Garmin's got stuff in in they have to. I think they've got it
1: in their all these places up their sleeve. Like you know, they're ready to rock and and. I think that's what made it so crazy with the hummingbird thing with them. Like, I mean, taking so long to release this, and it's just like, I think that's why everybody was kind of like, oh, okay, that's it. I mean, you could release this a long time ago and. Was it fine. a
0: microchip shortage? Was it strictly because of the Bassmaster Classic? Like what? I gotta
1: feel like they felt like they wanted to release it at the Classic to like. I mean, a lot of things happen. I mean, look at lures that win the Classic. Like somebody wins the Classic and that lure, it's like you can't buy that thing for however long because people yep. everywhere yep. buy it. It doesn't matter if you're in the northern states or the southern states. It's like, well, you won the Bassmaster Classic on that lure. I need to buy. 20 of them yep yep so i mean i don't know if that was their kind of thinking like we're gonna release it at the classic and i mean lately they must have really been like trying to keep it close to under wraps because mlf just had a tournament that kbd won and there was a lot of times when he was like with his cameraman that he was like you know shut your camera off right now you know like really like i don't want you to don't show this don't show this really stuff like that so i don't know if that was like the mega live imaging that they were doing or what what that whole deal was so yeah
0: yeah that's that's interesting
1: um so yeah it it is but like i said it, it i was i was expecting something different like i was expecting like something like wow but, you know, we talk about it a lot on here. Do we want bigger and better than what they have right now? I mean, we we talk about, you know, a while back you talked about the sturgeon fishing deal where they're, uh, the state of Wisconsin outlawed it and stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, do we want it to keep getting better? And- I,
0: I personally, like, I, I do. I guess I do. Um, but... You know, I think at a certain point here, some regulations may have to change because of it. And at a certain point here, I i don't know. I mean, what do you do with tournament fishing? Right. What do you do with tournament fishing as the technology keeps getting better and better? I mean, you want mostly an even playing field, but, uh, you know, you, you can't ask Garmin to sponsor... A Bassmaster event
1: And nobody can use their product.
0: If if you can't right. use their best product.
1: Right. Exactly. You know, I mean I it mean, takes I know a lot it. of sponsorship
0: exactly. dollars out. Like I I don't know. I do not know what the right answer is. Um you know, I I guess personally I I'm always one that wants, you know, I want better. I you know, I don't want to ever, you know, put the plow behind anybody, like, you know, let it buck. Right. But uh, you know, I do think that the DNR is going to have their hands full, you know, here in the coming years, uh, as they figure out how to properly regulate, um, you know, the the you know the the number of fish harvested and and everything else when, you know, when harvesting fish becomes easier.
1: And and it still comes down to the brass tacks of it that there's still tournaments out there where guys are aren't catching limits. I mean, it happened this last week in the classic. classic,
0: right? I mean,
1: so I mean, it, obviously, it isn't making it where you can it's an automatic you're going to catch fish and you're going to catch all the big ones if that was the case then everybody would get be getting close to 100 pounds every tournament and i mean so it's not like it makes it like that much easier or anything like that and that it gives that person that much of an advantage i mean people are still out there catching fish just with their old 2d sonars and everything like that
0: Yep. no uh yeah no it definitely definitely makes it interesting
1: no, it made for the you know an interesting for the Bassmaster Classic for them, revealing that Ranger revealed their new boat and stuff like that. I mean,
0: uh, Ranger revealed a new bass boat.
1: Yeah. Okay. Just that they this year's model of their five twenty or whatever it is, and How, it, 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 it tell you the truth. Aside
0: from the Johnstons, is anybody running a Ranger?
1: Uh, there's a few guys running Rangers is and there? stuff like that, but uh, it kind of looks similar. Like the councils and stuff are looking a little bit similar to, like, the nitros and everything like that. it's all White River Marine. Right. I mean, it's kind of having that same design. I mean, it still has the same Ranger layout and everything. Yeah,
0: all owned by Bass Pro Shops, Johnny Morris, uh, you know, under the White River Marine umbrella. And, uh, you know, Ranger used to be the boat. Oh, yeah. Ranger used to be the boat. And uh, a lot of people have left Ranger over the last year or two in the bass fishing world. But, you know, what I find interesting is, if you go over to the NWT and you look what the most popular boat is over there on the walleye side, right? I mean Ranger. Oh I yeah, mean, for I sure. mean they're just Ranger, 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 Ranger. Right. Well, you know what? I, I mean, I h- think for a long
1: time the walleye guys thought if you're not like a competitor, like when you pull up to the boat ramp with a Ranger on the back, you know, on your trailer, like, oh yeah, you got this, her one. This dude's this dude can catch them, and it's it, I mean. Yeah, so, it's kind
0: of like when you pull up to the boat ramp with a Midwest Angler Podcast T-shirt on, right? Like
1: or a sticker in your they, window. They, or they or something literally like that. jump in the boat. They're just like, "Yeah, we're not gonna go against these guys."
0: I don't blame them. Neither do I. I don't blame them I one don't. bit. One bit. Matt Hank Cherry wins uh, his second Bassmaster Classic back to back. Is it good for the sport?
1: Yeah, I think it's good for Is the it? sport. Is it? Because. Especially when you think about Hank Cherry, Hank Cherry is a guy where everybody just thinks that he's kind of like an early season guy, like this a uh, spring fisherman. He's great with the jerk bait and stuff. Um, they just they just kind of look at it like he's just you know like that's what his time of the year to shine is. Well, he won to turn he just won a Bassmaster Classic down in Texas in June in the second week of June. I mean yep yep. So the dude can catch him any time of the season. Uh, he's a great guy. I mean, it's, yep. it was great to see him win it last year. And for him to go back-to-back back this year, I mean, he's just kind of a slow and steady guy. He's kind of quiet. He, he'll finish up there in the top ten a lot of times or just Con- in there. Consistently right.
0: a, a good finisher. And
1: right. And, you know, he's been close in a lot of, like, Elite Series regular season events. So, for him to win two of them, I think it's great. Um, Steve Kennedy pulled Steve Kennedy, went out there the first day and whacked him. And it's just like, okay, is he going to be able to keep this going? And no, he couldn't. But, I mean, I think King Cherry was sitting in, like, third after the first day. And it, it's crazy how usually it's, like, that guy that's in, like, fifth. Yep. Right just sitting there, back
0: in striking th- distance. This right there. That, doesn't you know, have the pressure on his shoulders yet because.
1: Yep. Well, they always say, you know, you can't win it the first day, but you can lose it the first that's day. That's correct. That and, is correct. you know, uh, it happened to a lot of guys. A lot of guys spun their wheels the first day and just never really got a good bite. And then, I mean what do you what do you think it's like for like some of those like a Seth Fighter going into the last day on that Sunday and you're in 25th? And you I mean you know that I mean this tournament it's just you either want to win it or you know you want to win it or nothing. I, really. I I
0: think he just goes out there and swings for the fences and has fun. And, right. And, and I, you mean, know, I mean that's what
1: you do but like how did, what kind of psyche what does that do to your psyche do you think? like that morning like knowing that you don't really have a legit chance to do it anymore are you just going out there just like you said just to say you know what i'm just going to go out there and i'm going to enjoy that i'm fishing the bassmaster classic and hope you know maybe maybe i stumble into a 30 pound bag and it yep. pushes me up there you know and i just make this you know this cool comeback that gets me into the top 10 but yep. i mean it's still the top 10
0: well i i think that's what you do you know i mean i, I don't know exactly the way the payout scale is for the Bassmaster Classic, but. Uh, um, you know, you got to think any time that you can gain one spot, uh, you potentially are going to make a little bit more money. I got a feeling fighter took, uh, you know, two packs of reds out there and, <laughs> and said, you know what, piss on it. Like we're going to, we're going to blast heaters and, you know, flip a, you know, flip jigs and, you know, do whatever. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think he probably just went out there to have fun and, you know, it, was, it, it, it it is what it is at the end of the day you've got nothing to lose you you've got potentially a couple more thousand dollars to gain uh you know i mean at, at the end of the day i mean you're you're fishing the bassmaster right. classic you know i mean you, you've at that point in time i don't know that you have to uh you know prove anything to anybody like you know i'm i'm here i'm in the championship i'm playing in the super bowl and and you know whether i don't you know
1: i kind of i kind of liked the classic this time of year i mean it is nice like in the spring when they have it because we haven't had any fishing for how long and then they usually have like the one elite series event and then the next one is the classic so you know you're pumped up about bass fishing you get to watch it so it seems a little bigger but uh they had a record turnout or like the second largest second
0: largest yep
1: and uh It was just kind of fun to have it at a different time of the year. I think it would be kind of fun if they changed it up from year to year, like when it is and everything like that. I know that it it takes an effect on the qualifying and all that, but I think it'd be kind of fun to see them come up to a northern fishery for the classic some year to like a smallmouth factory and stuff like that. And, you know, people can't complain about it because... You know, some of them southern dudes do great up here, too. Oh, for sure. So, for sure. I mean, the northern dudes do a good job down south. So I, I think it would be kind of fun to see a classic where it's uh, – where the, the, the small moth kind of – it's kind of a small thing.
0: You know, a, a lake like Mille Lacs could, right, could hold something 50, like that because right. because of the smaller
1: reduced uh, uh, field size. Right. Boy, wouldn't that be something. Oh, I know. Mille Lacs or even like a Lake Vermilion up there um even like there's some wisconsin lakes that would be fun to watch watch it in um just yeah like even like out in like lake st clair new york area and stuff like that it'd just be fun to kind of i think champlain would be a cool one to have the classic. oh no sometime doubt time because you know both large mouth and small mouth play a factor there
0: yep you know like up on a Malax. uh I mean, I really feel like bass fishing has, has gained a lot of popularity in, yeah, definitely. you know, in the Minnesota area. And, uh, you know, I, I think that they could probably, I'm, they're not going to pull 145,000 people like, you know, like <laughs> right, they did, like down, they in did down in Texas, but I mean, I, I got a feeling that they could, they could actually, you know, be pretty impressed yeah. with, with, uh, what they could, what they could drum up. I definitely agree. Um no no it was cool to to like i said it was cool to see him win it yep was there anything else that i kind of what else did i
1: miss while i was gone what else did you miss while you were gone like i said kvd won an mlf thing you
0: went fishing today
1: i went fishing today i went fishing last monday too over to Okaboji. i've been over there a couple times now and tell me about it uh, caught some bass and stuff like that it's crazy how fast the water is and some walleye (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> out there living them and how what did you have for surface temperature uh like 70 today it was 78 in a couple spots we had 75 one day wow that's crazy up there it was like bath water it was unbelievable right no it's been it's been consistently up there in the upper 70s and stuff like that and, you know especially for something like Okaboji. you know it's yeah, it's crazy. Here's one for you. Did did you happen to see that YouTube video from over in Lake Okaboji with that scuba diver? Did about get run over? Yes, that was Okaboji. I'm pretty sure it was. I believe you. I think it was on Okaboji. I believe you.
0: I saw the I saw the uh, somebody on my Facebook had shared it, and uh, um, it was either the the day before we went in or the day that we got out. And I, and I saw it and I thought oh yeah you know i should i should check that out at some point but uh um, the uh, Wi-fi you know in the cabin we spent a lot more time outside the cabin so you didn't have the best Wi-fi signal out there when you were in the cabin you know we, we showered and we went to sleep um, but no I, I gotta check that out uh, so there's somebody a... somebody just disregarded the flag and, yeah, and just came. about
1: just about ran the flag over. Really, and they have it on. Go. The the divers had GoPros on, and this boat just flies right over top of them. It was just like, whoa. The one looks at each other and is like, no, we're done. Let's go get up. And you know, and like everybody says that, it doesn't surprise you over there on the boat. No. Oh God, no. I mean, well, you know, anywhere, anywhere. right? Even to even today, you know, it's you know less than ten mile an hour wind out there, but you're still you know bucking waves from different directions. I mean, that's you know that's what it, we always talk about it the difference with Okaboji is is it's like you can't just be on a consistent like oh, the waves are coming from this direction because you know with some of the boat traffic and some of the big wakes that some of them make it's just it comes from anywhere and you know like Lake Minnetonka there's lakes all over the place that are like that too I get it but it's just it's just weird sometimes yep but no we caught fish uh just a couple of afternoon kind of evening runs over there and uh, I, last week, when I was out there by myself, of course, I did miss a giant. I mean, he jumped and threw the hook, and that was a big one. I haven't seen one that big in a while. Really? Yeah. I, that one, that one hurt a little bit. That one was, that one I kind of had to just sit there for a second, like, son of a gun. that was big. Yep. <laughs> so...
0: Yeah, Yeah. everyone's got that
1: about one fish every year that that it's like oh that would have been that would have been that one that it was just like oh man i wish i could have had that one back but do
0: you have one fish that 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 haunts
1: you that still haunts me
0: i do i got one
1: uh none like in particular but i mean there's some there's some like when you pull up to a spot that you've missed one there before you're just like i remember that one Yep. I remember that big one. I still got that one up there at, uh, um,
0: up at that fly-in fishing trip that me and Grady and, and my dad and Eric took uh, two years ago, and uh, we were kind of going through this little narrow part, and uh, I threw out my spoon and uh, right right at like I, I was throwing a bait caster. and I get it back up, you know, and I don't figure eight it, and I click, you know click to cast, you know, my bait caster again, and right then, all of a sudden, I see it, yeah. and, and it, you know, my bait is still in there, but I'm just, you know, trying to be efficient, and I click it, and here comes that pike, and it grabs that spoon, and so dumb freaking me, you know, I should have reached over and, and, you know, just spun the, spun my uh, uh, reel just a little bit, and, and, you know, let it click and, and set the hook, but instead I thought I was going to set the hook with just my thumb oh, yeah. being on the spool and, and I didn't have the power. And so I set it and, and fought it for, you know, a second or two and, and and it threw it. But gal dang it. This thing was every bit of 40 and, and yeah. it was, it was the one. Yeah. You wish to have all one. those back. Son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> wish I would have never even brought that up, but <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess, uh, you know, obviously, we're happy to be back after uh, after a two week
1: absence. Uh, um, hey, people! Yeah. I guess people do really appreciate the show because we've had a lot of oh people my like, gosh, I, you like know, people are like where where's is the act? show? It's <laughs> like a bunch of like yeah. dirt bags out here, just like almost like meth heads. I guess. yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, guys, where's that episode? You like? guys
0: got any more of those episodes? No. <laughs> oh nope uh matt you got a good news story
1: uh i'm just gonna my good news story was this last weekend i went up to ellsworth and my hometown and they had their town festival really you you forget
0: how, how much you it missed, was
1: you you forget how much you miss those until last year yep i mean everybody i was thinking to myself like they had a parade there's all kinds of people there they had inflatables for the kids to play on you know had a big like smoking competition like meat smoking meat not just a smoking competition.
0: (laughs) Did you win?
1: (laughs) No I got runner-up but (laughs) (laughs) I slept for three days. (laughs) My my eyes were all (laughs) bloodshot. I ate so many cookies at it no Uh, but no it it just felt good to to have that again like we didn't get nobody got to experience all that last summer Uh, so I guess my good news story is that they were able to have their town festival festival. Get out there and support your local ones this year. Ours is coming up here this weekend. Um, uh, yeah. something that we all learned from last year is don't take it all for granted. And yep. Get involved if you need to get involved and go and enjoy it. Yep. You? Well, you know, I guess uh I don't know if this is a good news story or what kind
0: of story it is, but uh uh Sunday, when I got out of the boundary waters, I got, uh, got to some cell service and uh, kind of got, um, got, got some of the worst news I had ever gotten in my life. My grandpa had passed away while I was out there uh, in the boundary waters. And, um, you know, obviously my family was all back here and, and was dealing with that. Uh, my grandpa was out in California. He had gotten remarried after my grandma passed away. He uh, fell in, in a chair and hit his head and um, got bleeding on the brain, and his brain swelled and, and went into a coma and, and never did come back out of it. Um, you know, he, he was the one I, you know, I, I think at one, at one point in time on the show, we had talked about uh, how we got into fishing, and and I know that I credited him. I remember him bringing, uh, you know, me fishing when I was young, he had a dock, you know, with a lake house on okaboji and, uh, you know, he, he was into fishing. He was a tremendous encourager of, of, you know, anything that I did, you know, hunting, fishing related. If, if we caught a fish, it was the biggest fish. If we mm-hmm. shot a deer, it was the biggest deer. And, um, you know, I, I, I sat up there in Northern Minnesota, you know, along, along a lake and I cried it out. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm, really truly i'm at i'm at peace with it he lived to be 89 years old uh alzheimer's had started to kind of get him here in the last little bit and um uh you know i don't i don't think he suffered um he didn't uh he never went to a nursing home he still ate at red lobster once a week you know i mean uh you know i just i don't know you know we we've talked about your grandpa matt and uh you know i just one of those deals. Um, you know, I guess I'm, I'm really, truly tremendously at peace about it more than what I thought I would be. Me and my grandpa had a really tight bond. Um, my grandpa came over to the United States at 23 years old, uh, with nothing more than the suit that he had on a suitcase. And, um, and I don't know, I I think he had, I think he had 13 bucks or something like that. And, uh, um, rode a boat over here for, for 20 days. Um, Came to a country that no one spoke his language, and, uh, um, you know, he just never really took no for an answer. He, he did a lot of different things. He had a bakery. Matt's mom was actually an employee at his bakery. Yeah, her first boss. Um, yep, and, uh, um, you know, I talked to your mom the other day, and she just told me how much she always enjoyed working for him. And, I mean, it was just, it was just really fun to hear that because, I mean, he was special to me, but it was cool to hear, you know, that he was special to other people, too. And uh, you know, eventually he started LVO manufacturing. His name was L, or, or you know, his initials are LVO, Lambert Van Olst, um, Dutch immigrant. And um, you know, it, it, it's been a great, uh, great way for my parents to you know to provide for us. And now it's a, it's been a good business for me to provide uh, you know for my family. And uh, I don't know, I just i guess i I don't really feel that there's anybody in the whole entire world who's had a bigger impact on my life than than lambert van olsten um you know it it'll be i don't know it it it'll suck that that he's not around but uh you know i just if if there's anything I can say you know maybe maybe give him a call or take him fishing one last time if you possibly can and uh you know it yeah I guess it is what it is
1: definitely no so.
0: Yeah. Sorry. You know, I, I, I mean, honestly, like, you know, I mean, I, I I didn't cry there guys. And I, you know, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I mean, it's a good news story. Like, I mean, my, my grandpa is with my grandma now. Um, you know, I, I guess whether, whether you're a Christian or whatever the hell you are, you know, I don't, I don't really care, but, um, I know that he doesn't have Alzheimer's anymore and I know whatever he wanted to do after this life, that's what he's doing right now. And, and I got a feeling he's he's uh you know just living his best life all over again probably with a freaking plate full of raisin bread and you know freaking fish and fries and probably drinking a beer and talking smart and you know i don't know hopefully he's bragging about me
1: oh i'm i'm definitely sure he is so
0: all right guys well uh we're glad that uh you guys all decided to join along uh after the two-week hiatus that was episode 127 and we can't wait to uh come back next week with 128 hopefully we're going to get ourselves a couple guests coming down the pipe here and uh there's a lot of good fishing left to do this summer
1: definitely all right guys
0: talk at you later
1: see ya